The hoes? No. Yeah. Y'all be playing Minecraft? No cap. I'm gonna start breaking blocks in real life. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, bro. Shit, man. Let me take these vitamins, bro. You really taking fucking uh, vitamins? No, you're not taking vitamins. You know, uh, 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 this nigga, bro. <laughs> We're older. Yeah. Oh my God. Not so when we started, we were like 19. Yeah. <laughs> Such we're babies. 21 now. Baby Ain't no way. Vibes. I rebuke it. <laughs> Ain't no way. I'm 21. <laughs> About to graduate. Wow. Who? <laughs> <Who? laughs> Speaking for all of us. We started during the pandemic, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. We did. Wow. <laughs> a lot has changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've gone through a lot since then. Biden's officially canceled the pandemic, you know, and then COVID's no longer a problem. Yeah. We've definitely disregarded monkeypox. It's yeah. also not a problem. That came and went so fast. Yeah, we kind of like, <laughs> hasn't this been a thing? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for another pandemic. <laughs> I actually never tested positive. Wow. That's honestly an accomplishment. No, yeah. honestly, it really is. I feel like got it like three times. Damn. Have you you ever lost your taste though? Nope. Okay, so that's that's. Nope. I know I'm you did. Oof. That's actually. I heard about this. Shit. I was like, I hope Jay gets that shit back. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when you were saying I hope Jay gets that shit back, I thought you were gonna say I hope Jay gets that shit bad. Like you don't want me to taste. <laughs> she don't taste no more. She prayed on my downfall. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I'm lucky I got that shit back because I know for people, like for a lot of people, it had lasting effects, you know? Mm -hmm. My dad and I literally got COVID at the exact same time. And even to this day, he said meat still tastes like chemical weed. Oh no. Yeah, but my taste is normal. So. Oh gosh. Mm. Shout out to that. <laughs> Shout out to God. <laughs> Looking out for me. God's a hardworking soldier. Yeah. No, Jay's a hardworking soldier because yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Pretty, pretty. Pretty. Oh yeah, we're back, y'all. We missed you. We yes. know you missed us too. <laughs> We had people say like y'all made one episode and then you disappeared like off the off face of the earth. I'm sorry, we're in our avatar core phase. <laughs> yeah, we had to deal with some other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Nothing, but <laughs> we definitely could have. But you know what? We're not going. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but a lot has happened since then. Mm -hmm. I went to Korea for a semester mm. last fall. Korea that was cool. I moved back home. Hey. I did Fuck too. Fuck Westmar. Oh, um, oh, I had a. Yeah. Oh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, hold up. I had a roach infestation at Westmar. <laughs> don't move there. She That's said, just hold on. Gross. Stop. Don't but even do also, that. Westmar gave us who we are. We. Yeah. Our first episode was actually recorded at Westmar. It really was. During my roast infestation. <laughs> no, I think that was the before. The roaches were featuring no. guests. <laughs> no, Deb said it was not. Okay, my bad. That was actually kind of awful. I remember like we were recording an episode one time and I was facing my wall and I saw a roach like crawl down and I was like, let me be quiet because if I say anything, people are going to think I'm dirty. <laughs> I'm not dirty. People? <laughs> <laughs> me and Jay. Yo, bitch, you got roach. <laughs> I was so quiet. Like I almost shed yeah. a tear. <laughs> I remember, I remember like we, like we did a kickback in your room and like um, David, Michael, and Obi were there and Obi was like, What's that? <laughs> he said, he, he, I, remember, I remember explicitly. This is around the time where like I knew about it too, and I was like, "Oh, yo, shut up!" I, was, I, I definitely, I was like, "Yo, shut up!" I was just like, "What are you talking about?" Like, hold on. I tried to like, I tried to change the topic so fast. Thank you. Yes, because honestly, like, you got her back. Yeah, because honestly, like. Oh, that would have been rough. Opio, if you said that thing any louder, I would have literally like canceled. It would have been 9 p.m. and everyone would have to go home. I just knew like if he if she heard him say that, she would like cry herself to sleep at it. So I was like, hold on, hold on. No, y'all don't understand. I literally use my blanket as a shield every night. To be honest with you, Deb, you a real trooper. Because honestly, sleeping would have me like in tears. I literally went home just so I didn't have to deal with roaches. Yeah, but then, like, Westmar had vibes and free weed. It did have Not free vibes. Weed, Not free, but, but very accessible. accessible. Yeah, you go like a floor up, floor down. <laughs> oh my gosh, never been so accessible in my life. Mm -hmm. But besides, okay, well, okay, the only thing bad about my room <laughs> was my roommates were disgusting pigs, but 
Like, they could fight, so I didn't say <laughs> They could fight. No, she really could fight, though. Because she told me stories. I was like, I ain't going to ever mess with you, sis. <laughs> like, sometimes when, like, her clothes would be in the dryer too long, I would just be like, I'll just pack it up and go home. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just dry it at home. Because, like, the thought of texting her and be like, what would I even say? Like, hey, get your clothes out the dryer? That's fighting words. No, for real. She would knock on my door like, boom, boom, boom. And she told me, like, her friend group was responsible for the flooding in the mix. And she was responsible for the gate in Westmar, the car gate, being broken twice. She said she just drove past it. That she has immense anger issues. But how did she end up as your roommate? I mean, it was random. And I didn't think it was going to be that deep because, like, you don't have access to my room. Like, you have to you have to tap in. I lock it. So I was like, you know, I don't really care. I really wanted to be at the house. Mm. So don't ever rush. <laughs> and then my room didn't have a lot of light either. Mm. It was dim. Yeah. But it was nice, mm. I will say. But, yeah, those are our updates. Mm -hmm. um, we're back. Um, we were just basically thinking, like, we started this thing, we had so much hype, we had so many plans for the multivitamins. Like we literally had a whole notes app, just full of ideas. We had a Google Drive, like a shared drive. We just shared like all of our ideas. We had ideas for the Instagram, TikTok, like Twitter, the podcast itself. Like I think it, it was just too much for us to put out one episode and then completely give up on it. So yeah. we're back. We definitely, yeah, definitely could not. There's just so many ways that we could have like went into it. Like, um, is there anything that like really motivated y'all to like try to do this or devote more time into it i i think like one big thing was like the gt creatives yeah, shout out to akbar um and everyone there yeah and i think it really just like made me remember how much i missed like having like a creative outlet and i've tried multiple times like you know over the summer i tried to like learn how to play the piano or something and it's just so hard when it's like an individual task compared to like having other people like y'all like present while I'm being creative. I think that's nice. And that really motivated me. So shout out to y'all. Yeah. Um, I think also for me, something that motivated me to want to get back into this for real was I'm graduating and um, I'm graduating in the spring and I'm applying mainly to out of state grad schools. So this could possibly be like one of my last, you know, semesters in Georgia. And I don't want to like leave with one episode like i want i want to have more of like something to show for my time here and like i want to be able to show more for the multivitamins so i feel like now we got to ramp it up put out as much as we can before like you know we're not able to anymore mm -hmm. we love a legacy yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say like it would be funny saying like oh yeah the multivitamins we have a podcast and then we just have one episode mm -hmm. from like a, over a year ago only see iconic <laughs> it is yeah it is <laughs> I think for me, um, I think in 2022, I've been seeing like a lot more Gen Z podcasts and anytime I'm trying to show a new person like a podcast, it's always someone that's like not in our generation. It's like, I listen to The Read and then like, I think Wine and Weed, they're pretty old. It's a good one. But okay. also like, I love Emergency Intercom, but like, mm. I don't know. There's just like something that I want to like share, and Merchant Intercom definitely inspires me, just because I love Enya and Drew. Mm -hmm. They're like the quirkiest, the quirkiest duo, and I don't know. I just like being in creative spaces. It just like makes me feel fulfilled, mm -hmm. yeah. and I hope like while we further like the multivitamins, I hope like the people we meet and like the people we bring on to our podcast are definitely like people that like. We can grow and build connections with and you know we've got interesting topics to talk about and yeah yeah i'm excited yeah we hope y'all are as excited as we are i hope as we continue we can like devote more money into this too because i have fucking ideas mm -hmm. i want a buzzer like i want quirky little <laughs> not no first sound boy level up i'm talking like kevin gates <laughs> i want murder my murder my <laughs> i want literally sound bites yeah i want just so much you have to like get equipment at one point too mm -hmm. so yeah. you might start a gofundme yeah you know? i want a u-haul <laughs> really i'm gonna take yeah. this on the road <laughs> I, think, Ooh. I really 
really think we could have a great podcast because I feel like the three of us, like, we cover so many different areas and, like, mm-hmm. we all consume different kinds of media. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we can really, like, talk about so many different things because all of us, like, are interested in different things. Yeah. Um, so I really feel like if we put our all into this and if we had some funding, like, this podcast could be, like, super great. Yeah. And I just want to mention that we've known each other. Well, okay, we've known of each other since... Okay, y'all met sixth grade. I think I Probably met y'all. Yeah. Ooh, damn. Because mm-hmm. Mount, yeah, Mount West. Oh, okay, okay. I met y'all in seventh grade. So we're now like seniors. And a junior, senior. We go talk about my, <laughs> my graduation day, though. Uh, yeah, that's like a, almost 10 years. What the hell? It's crazy. Like Tucker Middle, Tucker High, and then y'all started off at Georgia State yeah. and then transferred to Tech. It's like. Like homecoming, kind of like yeah. you know, we were together this whole time, had a little time apart. I mean, even when y'all were at state, though, I still saw y'all. Yeah, you, know, you came like, over pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we we came in tattoo. Yeah, mm-hmm. but now it's like we're seniors, we're all at tech, mm-hmm. we see each other all the time. Yeah. So yeah, the timing the timing just works for us to bring it back now. For yeah. sure. For sure. Oh, we also have a new segment of the podcast that we're introducing where we're going to talk about daily news. Mm-hmm. So we all have a story prepared that we're going to discuss for a little bit. Who wants to go first? Yeah, who wants to go first? I can go first. Um, so my story is about what happened with Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. Basically, he's a Republican governor, and he kind of wanted to like test a hypothesis, a hypothesis of his, where he thought that the reason why Democrats didn't like want to crack down on, on illegal immigration was because it's not really affecting their states. He was saying that states like Florida and Texas have such high numbers of like illegal immigrants entering, and those are obviously more conservative states. So he was saying like, let's put them in your backyard and see if you like it. So basically, a bunch of you know immigrants came to Florida, and he was like, all right, let's put them on a plane and send them to the north. I think it was um, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, I think that's like near Boston or like near Massachusetts, an island over there. Um, but yeah, so he didn't tell them where they were going. He was just like, all right, get on this plane, get on this bus, and we're going to send you up there. They thought they were going to be getting, like, you know, resettlement. They get up there, and then basically everybody on the island was uninformed that they were going to be coming. So they're like, what the fuck is going on? But his hypothesis backfired because the people at Martha's Vineyard were actually so, like, supportive and welcoming. Like, they literally transformed facilities so that they could hold the immigrants. They were, like, allowing um, kids to come out of school and, like, help out with the kids that had just entered. People were like um, coming in who could speak other languages to do like translation services. Um, and because what Ron DeSantis did was technically human trafficking because he didn't tell them where they were going. He just put them on a plane and said, like he lied. He was like, y'all are gonna go to this place, get all this blah, blah, blah. They didn't know where they were going. It's human trafficking. And because of that, they're qualified for special visas. So they could be on a pathway to citizenship. Hey. Yeah, and I think there's like maybe a lawsuit going against Ron DeSantis. So I think it's really funny how that backfired and how they about to be American! Hey. Hey. Immigration is such an interesting issue. Mm-hmm. It's so complex, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else that we want to add? Um, my story is about Gunna. Um, <laughs> so Gunna. basically, if you haven't known, Gunna was like denied bail again, or bond again. And this reasoning was because of a prosecutor who misled a judge by saying um, one of Gunna's like aliases, not aliases, one of his contacts, well, Gunna was going to pay someone to quote unquote whack someone for Gunna. <laughs> whack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, like, the, that message wasn't even sent by Gunna, and Gunna has like no relations with the person who was going to do the whacking. <laughs> Said whacker. <laughs> Said and that was back in 2022. So Gunna's trial is still for January 2023. Oh. Hopefully, Gunna gets freed. But obviously, like there's way more yeah. to the process. Didn't know and, we charge. Yeah, free Gunna. But free Gunna, Gunna has no charges against him or like so. No why why is he currently in jail? Because of the on like for, they have to prove yeah, it. Yeah, they have to like prove it. Oh, okay, and right. he's been denied bond. Ooh. So. Unfortunately, he still has to sit there. He's been sitting there for 155 days. Oh mm. my goodness. So hopefully, like, he can get out soon. I hope y'all treated Gunna well. Yeah. I've been listening to his music more recently. And honestly, I fucking love Gunna. Same. Gunna is really good. Free, Gunna. I might cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> that album, after release, is going to go insane. <laughs> <For real. laughs> Why yeah. not? I might change it forever. 
Yeah. I hope not. I hope he's not traumatized. <laughs> I hope they're respecting him up in there. Yeah. I just don't see them not. Yeah, because if Young Thug is able to post pictures of Mariah the Scientist in jail yeah. <laughs> and talk about like random ass shit with his cellmate. <laughs> I bet they talk. They for real. they get in some massive respect. Mm. Imagine being cellmates with Gunna or, or Young Thug. Yep. Imagine Young Thug. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, my story is about how Atlanta Medical is shutting down, and um, the only level one trauma center that's going to be left open in Atlanta is Grady. Shout out to Grady. I would be a Grady baby if I wasn't born in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that. How do you know your mom wouldn't choose one of the multiple hospitals? Nah, bro. Like, we love Grady. Shout out to Grady. Great people. Um, yeah. So on September 13th, they announced it. They're planning on having it completely shut down by November. That's very soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, going to... I don't know. Leaving one hospital in Atlanta is so crazy. I, I just... I. I wonder what's gonna happen. I hope they like hire more paramedics, EMTs, there's more nurses. I hope like Grady is slowly building up their roster and it's gonna be able to handle this because I I don't wanna hear stories about people dying in the ER room or, because it's gonna be our population. Like black people already are the majority of patients at Grady and this shift of Atlanta Medical shutting down is definitely going to hit the black community more than any other community in Atlanta. So I just hope that Grady is taking the right steps into making sure they can handle this influx. Yeah. Shout out to Grady. Hope y'all, hope y'all got that in a bag. I'm going to get a Grady tattoo. Grady, baby, have <laughs> Just the plus. That'd be so cute. I might That'd just get the so plus. Yeah. I actually, I might. Yeah. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a Wallstar baby, so fuck Grady. Ew. Wallstar is the one yeah. that... Yeah. Yep, that's closing out. Yeah. yeah. Wallstar is the reason it's why. It's your birthplace. <laughs> Jesus, a huge problem. I am the reason why. <laughs> Deb is the reason now. why. Well, uh, we have a few topics that we want to talk about. So I guess we can go ahead and start the first one. Um, and it's labels. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> See? <laughs> We gotta invest in one, bro. Yeah. Okay, so labels. Uh, we all have the same label, I think, kind of, in a way. Mm-hmm. No, I think, yeah. We're all black, women, straight. I think. <laughs> Unless anyone wants to come out right now. <laughs> uh, and, you know, African ties pretty closely. Um, I'm Ethiopian, if y'all want to go ahead and. I'm Nigerian. I'm African American and Ghanaian. Sometimes I do kind of get lost in like how okay we we live in Atlanta. We I've basically been in Atlanta or in like the cab. You could I mean very highly populated black areas. Um, so it's it's kind of like interesting. Uh, I feel like it's like a technically a marginalized type thing. When in reality, like, I, I see black women all the time. It's not like I, I feel isolated by my label. But I think, like, when I think about it more in, like, the, like, holistic or, like, um, yeah, like a holistic version or, like, damn, nigga. <laughs> but when I think about it holistically, I kind of makes me sad. I'm like, damn. Like, now even thinking about, like, grad school or, like, even just moving and taking, like, job opportunities other places i think a lot of times i just i think about money and like where i'm gonna live but i'm i have to think about like being a black woman there like am i gonna be comfortable am i gonna find friends am i gonna have the same dating prospects that i would hear and i feel like sometimes i do take elena for granted because you know i just have access to so many things there's always something going on that's like black positive every weekend like there's always just a space for us so i don't know i don't know if i could talk about it as much on like the disparity side but yeah yeah i 100 agree yeah yeah i feel like we're pretty lucky because i know um i guess just speak from my personal experience like um 
damn near my entire life I've been in black spaces like mm -hmm. black neighborhoods my mom has always had black friends around and their kids my dad and his family and like his friends very much a black area and then the schools I went to like Smoke Rise Elementary Tucker Middle Tucker mm -hmm. High like black as hell I definitely never felt like oh they don't want to talk to me because I'm black like that's literally not a thought I had until like I guess Georgia Tech <laughs> that was a transition but um I feel like we're lucky that when it comes to like oh can I find a space here can I find a community like will I have people to talk to will I have people to like do things with it's always like there's a community around like I feel like the black community is always like adjacent you know like they're always there and it's easy to tap into um, so I think we're definitely lucky that we grew up in this environment because I know people who are black and grew up in an environment that was like the opposite of our experience like they struggle a lot with finding like their identity and how to interact with the black community how to interact with other communities dating is very difficult and I feel like it's it's kind of like an odd perspective like an odd experience because growing up in America high-key not really feeling like a minority because mm -hmm. like everyone around me is black it's like once I get out into like the corporate world, like the real world, I'm be like, damn, I was a minority this whole time. Like yeah. I didn't even recognize it. I literally remember at um, Tucker High, I was having a conversation with some of my white friends, and at Tucker, the white people were the minority. Like Heavy. I literally remember saying out loud, like, wow, I wonder what it feels like to be a minority. Because I was talking about how um, when I go to Georgia Tech. I'm gonna like not be the majority anymore. But then when I said, I wonder how it feels to be a minority, my white friends were literally like, girl, you are a minority <laughs> in America. And I was like, oh, you're not right. But it's gonna be so bizarre, like going from having so many black creatives, black like educated people around mm -hmm. to not having that anymore. And I really wonder what that experience is gonna be like. I feel like that's the one thing that told me back from like truly diving into like corporate America and like mm -hmm. my major. Cause I know my major is definitely not black dominant <laughs> i'm a biomedical engineer you know pfizer is not run by a black man <laughs> johnson johnson nope um oh and i don't know sometimes when i think about working for these companies that already kind of hurt the black community like i know a lot of the time when there's like medical issues and stuff like that well Whenever I'm working on a project at school, um, an issue that I've kind of noticed is that like most of the time groups choose to like do our issues are like the most marginalized group and they always choose like black women and I'm usually the only like black woman in the class and I'm like, I get that like this is a very marginalized group but like, come on, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? <laughs> looking at you. Yeah. Tell us more about your experience. <laughs> And sometimes when I do tell them about my experience and other black experiences, like, they don't believe me. I'm like, I could pull up facts. Mm -hmm. Like, the story that I'm making up or the user story that's supposed to be, like, false is very true mm -hmm. in, like, many cases. And they're like, I just, I just don't see how someone could have, like, cardiac issues and depression. That just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, dude! Not that far apart. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. I know that like in corporate America, like these are the spaces that I'm going to be in a lot and I'm always going to have to be like fighting for like black people in a sense. Mm -hmm. But also I really can't because someone's paying me to do a project and I can't really control how that goes. That's really interesting because like my major, uh, I'm an econ major and it's definitely like a good split of people that like want to do like immensely great things, want to start nonprofits, want to work for nonprofits, want to work for like government agencies, just like definitely want to make an impact on the world in like a positive way. And then, you know, there's like the other group of people that just like, yeah, I'm going to be a venture capitalist. Like I'm going to, I'm sure if I, I'll destroy the world if you pay me <laughs> six figures. Like, um, it's just interesting. Cause like when, when I, when I chose the major, I I definitely saw myself like being like a person that works on like policies and like work on like welfare programs because like that's something that's like relevant in my life too like I've definitely been on like I've been on welfare programs like my parents have like struggled financially multiple times and it's just like a good like circle um to come back and just like 
make it more efficient or make like have not only like the academia part of it of like being like okay this this is what we should do this is what you do but also like the perspective of being on it too but now that like i'm progressing more and i'm like getting closer to graduating and i'm like applying for these internships and they like nothing nothing like freshman hannah would have chosen out and it's just like it does make me sad but i, I just have to like really understand like I have to put myself like financially ahead to be able to like be comfortable enough to to take a step back and like pursue like careers that don't pay me as much but I'd be making change. I just right now I'm going to be like the youngest I'm ever going to be the most productive that I'm ever going to be. I just feel like right now I just have to be like in a money hustle mentality so when like later down the line I can like really choose what I want to do. Corporate America, no. Mm -hmm. Gross. Yeah. <sighs> um, I, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. I think especially because like, we're both Ivan Allen, which is like a liberal arts college at Tech. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people in our school, it's kind of like the duality. Like there's either people who want to go into like working for like the military, working for like, eight, well, I guess in my major, I'll, I'll be more personal, like talking about international affairs. I feel like in my classes, I see People who either want to do like cybersecurity, like nuclear proliferation, like arms, like sovereignty, like a lot of like military heavy, like data, like cutting contracts and like screwing people over that kind of side mm -hmm. and like power hungry, like war, like that, that. I feel like that's one side of like the international affairs realm. But then there's the other side, um, which is like people want to go into nonprofits, education, working for like the government. And it's like, I definitely see that as more noble work, and that's like where you can make an impact, but the pay, exactly. the, the pay, it, it's not there. I want yeah. to, but yeah. I can't be poor again. Yeah. I grew it up, <laughs> we can't do a part two. If we do a part two, there's not going to be a part two in my life. Can I amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and I think um, with me, I've, like bringing it back to labels, I think I definitely have had a struggle with that at Tech because I'm a black straight woman. My my major is international affairs and Korean. So like I'm taking international affairs courses, which obviously like black people are not the majority of those classes. And then I'm taking Korean courses. And the majority of the Korean courses I've taken have been like either heritage, which is like people who speak Korean as their native language are in that registered section, or it's just a class that's like a higher level Korean class. So in those classes, it's more Korean people who are taking it. So I'm always a minority in those classes. And it's not even like I'm a white American. It's like I'm black. Yeah. So me talking about like the American experience in these classes just feels so bizarre because it's like, yes, I'm representing America, but like I'm representing black America, which is so different from like other um, American identities. And I feel it's just an interesting space to be in because like I remember I initially got into Korean because um, of like the music I listen to and a lot of like the art that I'm inspired by. But, and I also think, I also thought that I can make an impact between like bridging East Asian societies and cultures with American, like black American society and culture, thinking that like, you know, Americans hold these stereotypes of Asian people, Asian people hold these stereotypes of black people. So let's like, let's have me be the bridge so I can like debunk all of that and like actually, you know, facilitate conversation between these communities. But I feel like now looking at it, it's like, I don't know if I can do that anymore. And I honestly, I, on, like I, did enjoy studying Korean and I guess I still do enjoy it but I honestly feel like right now I just don't see how that's going to turn into like a full-time kind of thing because I don't want to live in Korea like anytime soon I feel like if I go to Korea again it's like I got to be there for a definite amount of time I can't just go over there and be like well let's just see what happens like no I gotta know like in six months in one year I'm getting out of here because mm -hmm. I just can't see myself settling down over there so like what outside of moving to Korea can I do with Korean so I honestly have been thinking about like changing my focus from Korean affairs and like Korean language to more like Latin American because we all know there's like a huge black diaspora in Latin America mm -hmm. when it comes to like issues affecting the black community in America and affecting Latin American communities. It's like very similar, very similar struggles, similar like societal structures. Uh, I'm passionate about immigration. We know that like in America, the Latin American community is so impacted by like immigration struggles. Mm -hmm. So I feel like honestly in grad school, I kind of want to like shift my focus to covering like Latin American um, studies instead of Korean and I feel like in that area I'll be able to make more of an impact but I do think that like 
the label of being international affairs at Korean at tech, being a black woman has like, it's just, it give, it's given me a lot of like long nights of just thinking like, what the hell am I gonna do with this? I think, um, well, I was at state before going to tech, but at state, I think like my perspective of my major was that I was gonna like do a whole bunch of research and like definitely be on like the nonprofit, just making impactful change. But I think the minute, literally the minute I transferred here and took my first econ classes, I was like being bombarded by like seniors that were already graduating and like seeing their resumes. And I was like, oh my God, so I'm gonna have to like learn five different softwares by the end of the semester. Like I, I, the money hungry Hannah just came out so fast. And I feel like it's so easy to get lost at tech with that. And it's just like, it, it, in a way, like being here makes me feel like if I don't know these like data programming systems or if I like aren't isn't up to date with the like different type of economic policies that are coming out, like I feel like I'm never gonna get a job and no one's ever gonna hire me and I feel like that's just so not true. And it like I have to consistently remind myself of that so I'm not too hard on myself. Like, but it's just hard. I wonder like can we talk about BME real quick? Like, I feel like I, I'm always around, like, Ivan Allen people. And I feel like I rarely interact with, like, the STEM side of tech, which is interesting. I feel like the most interaction I probably get is, like, CS majors. Because they do, uh, like, econ minors a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For BME, you can kind of see how much you directly affect other black people. And... I remember like I transferred from Georgia State too and I transferred um, after my freshman year during the pandemic mm. and that's when I was living in Rochefest and Westmar and let's not <laughs> I remember like my my goal at that time was like okay like I want to be like a doctor I kind of want to like help people and like um, do engineering so I could do doctors without borders and like help these communities and like help build up these communities and then, like, when I transferred to tech, I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> you know, how much am I really going to be able to help and sustain myself? And The money, like, snaps yeah. into you. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's like a welcome gift. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, welcome. They really teach you. It's your first lesson at tech. Yes, <laughs> I did realize that. That, like, honestly, the curriculum is so, like, geared towards making money all the time like i feel like my econ courses at state were so like holistic and cute and like ah we gonna change the world and here it's like okay <laughs> regression 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 <laughs> yeah. data 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 yeah. i definitely like in bme i definitely see like the code switch and other like black women and how they interact with like the rest of our like classmates and stuff and of course it's necessary but a lot of the time, I just, I just can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like. I remember, I think two weeks ago, I was studying for a quiz with one of my classmates, and I don't know. He made so many like ignorant comments, and I was like, "Dude, like, stop!" And he's like, "Oh well, like, I'm a straight white man. I really don't give a fuck about <laughs> your opinion." This is a menace. And he literally like Who says that almost word for word. He said that, and I was like, "Wow." <laughs> But he did help me pass that quiz, so That's shout out yeah. him. No, shout no, out no, to him. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying his name, not Trump names. I'll allow it. <laughs> but I think um, a big part of why like the why tech culture is like that is because I literally think, actually not even think, I know that tech's biggest like bragging point is the starting salaries of their graduates. Mm -hmm. So like no matter what school at tech you're in, like even in the Ivan Allen College, which we would think would be chill, like they still talk about how you gonna make that bag. Like there's yeah. definitely like hierarchy in every like field here, you know? Like everybody's trying to chase that bag at the end of the day. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, like even if you're doing something that like people would expect isn't gonna make that much money, them niggas are still finding a way to get that Thanks. bag. Yeah. And the, the professors are gonna talk about it in class. Like I literally remember um, before I took my data science or like my political analysis with our mm -hmm. class over the spring, I was thinking of like, doing like immigration law, maybe working with the UN, like something, I wasn't thinking about money, I was thinking about my impact, not like how much money I was making. And I literally remember one of the first days when the professor was talking, he was like, so employers are looking for like 
people who are inter interdisciplinary so they know about like international affairs and like qualitative research but they mm -hmm. also know about the quantitative side like they want people who can code like computers are the future and i literally feel like since taking that class now i'm like i might do data science for like my grad school concentration like mm -hmm. i need to like get in the orgs that are making money so i literally went from like i want to do good maybe be an immigration lawyer to like I'm chasing that bag, mm -hmm. so I gotta do what I gotta do at the end of the day. I will say, I don't think tech puts so much, like, I don't think tech students address how much these Scheller College of Business, <laughs> them, <laughs> y'all some, because <laughs> IT management is my concentration, and I will say, any management class I have, when I tell y'all, they coming for my necks. <laughs> like, I, I do meet, like, the majority of, like, my black friends or my black acquaintances through my management classes. And it literally, like, my heart drops when I see their LinkedIn because it's so good. I'm like, did y'all have an introductory class on how to make this LinkedIn? How do you have, how do you have an internship with Tesla and Google? Who allowed that? They allowed you to come <laughs> on both sides? <laughs> sorry but like i feel like people like assume that like you have to be a stem major to make money but when i tell you the highest salaries that i've heard have been like sheller like college of business students them hoes have been doing internships since fucking freshman year mm -hmm. they have the most craziest like resumes you will ever see it's just so interesting and i'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i will say my management classes have motivated me to like chase the bag more than my econ classes i feel like my econ classes low-key like balance me out a little bit and be like all right like chill 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 but yeah yeah i think um we've touched a good amount on being black at tech but what about being women at tech i feel like that's an interesting perspective mm. too <laughs> i will say like okay dating prospects have been comical <laughs> but then again, like, I uh, I knew from the minute that I transferred to tech, I wasn't going to be like, oh, I'm getting lit. And it, was, it was definitely like, ain't, ain't nobody here going before me, like, to be honest. And it's crazy because I do see a lot of, like, black men at tech. But I feel like something that crosses my mind so often that never crossed my mind when I was at state is, like, has this mandated white women? It's interesting because we're a STEM school and the majority of the population here is guys. So I feel like you would kind of assume that it's not that difficult to find someone here. Mm -hmm. But like, I literally don't think I've heard of like one success story. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of all been like, me and my friends have struggled mm -hmm. with that um, at Georgia Tech. It's just odd because like, just the way that I rationalize dating is like, if I am about no bullshit and I'm seeing that these people are also saying they're about no bullshit, then why is it so hard to get in a relationship? Yeah. Like, it should be as simple as like, I like you, you like me, we get together. But I feel right. like even in um, the Black Georgia Tech, BGT, I thought I would see so many couples. I'm like, oh, she's cute, he's cute. Like, they, why you know? they, yeah. Exactly, yeah. like, it, it should just be like, A plus B equals C. Like, it should be, you know, very direct. But I literally think it's been like, so complicated for no reason. And it's just so like, bizarre to see I will say, like, I don't really, like, see black men with white women often, too, at Tech. Like, maybe I'm just, like, maybe people are just getting relationships. Maybe, like, COVID had, like, a really big impact. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. I feel like just period. Maybe there just aren't that many relationships. Yeah. I do want to see, the like, the statistics because, like, I know I hear, like, there's more male than women. But, like, I want to see, like, the, the demographic, like, with just the black population like is are we equal is there more males than women's like what is that because i'm not sure if that's true for that mm -hmm. i do wonder because I, I feel like i've met so many more black women than black men i don't i don't know yeah i feel like in tech most of the time if someone like well dating in tech as a woman it's mainly like sneaky link anytime i hear about like someone mm -hmm. getting a relationship it's like oh we've had a sneaky link before and like it just continued and we started dating and it's really interesting because i feel like that's the only way for black women in tech to get into a relationship because like with white women it's like you're surrounded by mm -hmm. you're surrounded by people who want your plain self mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and um i just i honestly i understand why 
they like themselves like I, I understand like why white men and white women get along so well like they're very compatible mm-hmm. they've had all that history they can <laughs> they sure as do <laughs> they can talk about dr umar clip yeah they can Play talk it. about all the racial injustice in the world yeah. and how they've affected it but you know that doesn't happen <laughs> i feel like truly they vibe and go to football games and mm-hmm. just enjoy themselves rather than like when when like black men at tech see dating black women women at tech it's mainly for like physical physical appearance rather than like oh i can have like a conversation with this person and i kind of like love this person Mm -hmm. and i love being around this person it's more like oh you know molly ain't giving it to me let me go for keisha (laughs) i do molly and keisha it's very interesting because i think a lot of the black women that i know including me like when we do get in relationships it's with somebody who's a not black or i guess it could be and like and or they don't go to tech and i think it's interesting because just looking from the outside in you would think like okay the bgt successful black women successful black men like going to do these great things like power couples you know like really really strong power couples you would think that that would like be the thought process of everyone and that people would want to form these relationships but i literally don't see like that many like relationships in the bgt I feel like I see people dating out of like either their race or like outside of the school in general. Right. So it's interesting, like what, what's what's it about the people here that makes us not want to like fuck with each other? Because I literally even remember like freshman year, me and like my other black um, girlfriends at Tech would be like Georgia State men, right. Morehouse men, like yeah. hyping up men from other colleges. But I don't think it was ever really like ah uh, Georgia Tech niggas like oh it's always like somebody else, which is just interesting. I definitely feel like it's because we have so many options uh, in in a way like numbers wise but like not really <laughs> like okay i think the perspective is okay like yeah there's amazing guys at tech that are black but there's amazing guys at state and there's amazing guys at auc there's just so much like a huge population of black men and women that just seems like comical to limit yourself especially like when you when you take into account like how far apart these campuses are it's probably like five to ten minutes mm-hmm. so it's like it, it, it just makes me like interested to see like dynamics and like other schools like uga like uga like it's athens and there's not many schools surrounding it mm-hmm. so you're dating at uga if you want anyone and that is not the environment here it's kind of like you you have state men you have auc men you have you have men that aren't even in school like there's just so much to choose from but somehow like no one's getting chose yeah mm-hmm. i, don't I think, think there's that. too many options i guess that's what it is there's too many mm-hmm. you limit ourselves i guess ain't no way that's the answer <laughs> but then again i will talk about um being a black woman is like honestly like low-key the most stressful thing because the the ranging effect of how we look is the most in, like I'm gonna need y'all to step your game down, cause ain't no way. Like when I see when I see a full face every day, I'm so proud, cause I'm like, oh my god, like she looks so beautiful. But then again, I'm like, sis, <laughs> stop. <laughs> you don't cause a ripple effect, <laughs> cause if I see everyone with a full face, I'm still not gonna do it, and I'm gonna feel bad about myself. So can you please help me out and just chill out on on Tuesdays? Take a break on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because, like, I feel like anytime I'm at school, I always have to, like, dress okay or be, like, very presentable. Exactly. And I see people, like, in shorts wearing, like, hoodies and shit. And I'm like, dude, like, I put in so much effort into, like, how I look today and I'm getting no attention. Mm-hmm. And there's just people around me that, like, could not give a fuck. They just woke up and walked to class. Probably didn't brush their teeth, brush, brush their hair. Mm-hmm. And it's like brush your hair is a wild statement. <laughs> brush their hair is a wild statement. Who else about brush my hair? <laughs> I, I've had locks for almost two months. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I hate having to always put like my best self out mm-hmm. exactly. just to be like kind Not of even. accepted. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I feel like especially being a black woman it's like your femininity is called into question when you're not looking presentable yeah. so it's like let's say an asian girl like a white girl who are very represented at tech like let's say one of them decides to just get out of bed throw their hair in a bit a bun like put on an oversized t-shirt some sneakers and go to class that's like the uniform like mm-hmm. that's 
perfectly fine. They're not mm -hmm. gonna be treated badly because of that. But me, if I do that, like not only will I feel bad about exactly. myself. Exactly, that's probably my biggest Yeah, one. it's like, I just don't think I'm getting like the same response. Like I feel like I have to have like my fro even, like all mm -hmm. nice and picked out. My makeup has to be done. I have to be like in a nice fit that's like showing off my features. Like I have to be standing out and looking like my best to get attention or like even recognition at all. Whereas I feel like for somebody else, they can just like roll out of bed, chill, you know, like put some moisturizer on their face, come to class and it's like, they're still fine. Like, I don't feel like they have to feel what we have to feel when we come to class like that. Yeah, sure. Probably a thought that doesn't really cross their mind. Yeah. When, like, I remember days when I would do the exact same thing, like, especially on Fridays, because Fridays are pretty rough. Like, I have a quiz every Friday. I usually come in early, study. So, like, I usually don't have much time to, like, be like, all right, let me dedicate, like, hour in my morning to make sure I get a good fit make sure like my edges are done make sure everything is good and I don't know th those are just my worst days because when I don't look good or I don't feel confident in my fit or I feel like you know I could have done better it just it just puts like a black cloud over my day I also think it's crazy that like at schools like GSU or like an AC yeah Women are always stepping up as them best selves. Yeah. And I would say it's harder at those schools. Okay, maybe like AUC. Mm. State, I didn't really feel that much pressure to be honest with you. Mm. But at State, I definitely remember there was this one time that a friend was like accidentally in like this girl's YouTube video. And then the girl was making fun of the like my friend's fit just because it was like the first week of school and she was just wearing like a lax fit. And I'm like, bro she's just going to class like yeah, she's not modeling or anything she's literally just trying to learn and go home mm -hmm. like she doesn't have to and in the youtube video she was like literally like making fun of her for no reason mm -hmm. it's like i don't know yeah i feel like the stakes are like oddly high and it's like oddly competitive and i feel like um like i guess within like the black female community I just be feeling sometimes like, damn, if my hair don't look this way, if yeah. my makeup don't look this way, like, I'm gonna get roasted. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's like you're constantly trying to like assert yourself as being like a better black person or being like the best mm -hmm. over somebody else. And in order to do that, you have to put the other person down. So it's like, I don't know, I just feel like I'd be seeing people make like black women make comments about other black women's natural hair or like make comments about how her lace is lifting, make comments about how like her makeup is off, it's not blended. It's like, at the end of the day, the only people who got our backs are us right. so like why are we putting each other down like that's what the other communities are already doing like if we're doing it within the community like we can't we can't go up at all so, yeah. i know for me like when i go to like asa events which is like the african student association or like just events in the black community at georgia tech let's say i had like a long day i didn't have a time i didn't have time to like, do my makeup my hair go back to my room change my fit so i'm like I'm wearing a, a sesh fit. Like I look hit. <laughs> like I do not look presentable, but like because I don't have time to fix it, I'm just I'm just go straight to the meeting. And I go to the meeting and girls are like dressed to a T. Exactly. Like edges are laid, mm. like makeup is done, yeah. and like fit looks great. They gotta exactly. like everything is just put together. I'm like, damn oh, yeah. I can't even compete. Like this oh, is crazy. Yeah. So I will say I commute and anytime I like have a long day or I'm like I'm about to be out for like more than 12 hours mm -hmm. i honestly skip a few classes just so i'm like okay look if better. i need to look better yeah, i will and it's honestly only hurting me because i'm like you know why do i have to look okay yeah. if i'm having a long day why do people care at that meeting if i like look head or not mm -hmm. okay. i have 8 a.m's and 9 30s every day so <laughs> and i also commute so it's like when i think about my outfits they need to be sustainable they need to last like eight hours at least like and i i i will say i do have like a closet that's more like casual but sometimes i'm like damn i wish i could wear a skirt like and like be comfortable for nine hours like sometimes i'm like how do these girls do it like sometimes I, I genuinely cannot sacrifice comfort mm -hmm. like that's something i just cannot do like I, I i don't believe that you can't make a, a amazing fit and it not be comfortable i just don't understand why they can't coexist mm -hmm. but 
it would just be nice to like come in school with like a dress or something that's just like more feminine because i feel like at times i do question my femininity a lot and i feel like i've 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 since like middle school i've been like interrogated by my sexuality and it does get like really annoying and it's rough because i i do like more like kind of masculine things in a way i'm gonna put quotation marks y'all can't see me do that but um and it has a lot to do with like my hobbies and like i like more like like i'm into sneakers and like the way i dress is like mostly t-shirts and like cargo pants but like oh no i don't know I kind of think it's like the Atlanta effect. I've been seeing like t TikToks recently talking about how like people who move to Atlanta think that like everyone from Atlanta is kind of stuck up in a way. Mm. And it's kind of just because like a lot of the people in Atlanta are like black. So we are already having to like showcase ourselves in a way that like people will respect us. And just because like we're fitted up or something doesn't mean that, um, we're like rude or something and like everyone in Atlanta thinks that like they're a celebrity so like when they see someone on the street that's like fitted up to they're like whatever that's like regular news yeah and I think being able to just think oh these people are just people wearing um, clothes like sometimes in my head I'm like you got that from Urban Outfitters <laughs> don't act like you nothing mm -hmm. <laughs> like bitch I know your outfit she is Chill. <laughs> Honestly, I've like, seen some dripped out people in Shein. So. If you're looking me up and down and you're wearing Shein, get out my fucking face. Like, Stop. what's wrong with you? <laughs> I want to go off of what Deb said, because I think that especially being a tall black woman, like a tall black woman, people will try to make you smaller and they'll try to make you feel like you should not take up space. And I literally feel like part of like, growing up and like maturing for a taller black woman or a bigger black woman just a black woman who takes up more space mm -hmm. is like you gotta be comfortable taking space and like taking even more space than like what you even think is like necessary like for example um i remember there'd be times in like middle school high school where guys would literally be like like they would say to my friends like oh yeah she's really pretty but i would never date her because she's too tall she's too Damn. tall for me it's always like a short man who's insecure that wants to make you feel smaller and bring you down to his level and you gotta just like completely break out of that like there'll be times where people are literally like why are you wearing heels to like this formal event you're already tall it's like i can wear heels if i want to mm -hmm. and i literally feel like something that i regret and something that like i just want future generations like younger girls to know is like if you are taller bigger like anything that makes you stand out more that is a hundred percent okay. It's like a flex. Yes, yeah. like I'm high key flex. The now, more you lean into it, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like now, I literally wish I was taller. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I used to feel so out of place. Like I was always like the tallest girl in my grade. I always felt like, ah, oh, the boys aren't gonna like me. I'm not small, petite. I'm not like light skinned They're not gonna like me. <laughs> but it's like I literally now, when I see women that are taller than me, I'm like I'm five eight. When I see women that are taller than me, I'm like, oh my god, mm -hmm. that's a goddess yeah. like i love to see it and i love it when they're wearing platforms when they're, when they're wearing heels when they have like their froze out when they're taking up space it's just the most beautiful thing and i literally feel like for all of the women who are able to step into that and embrace that and take up space and not feel like shame about it when you attract a man or whoever you want to date when you attract somebody in that energy that person's going to be so confident exactly. like for the, like, don't worry about intimidating like a man or a woman, somebody you want to date. Don't worry about that because if you can be your full self, take up space, like mm -hmm. be taller than people, be bigger than people, like be more loud. Like if you can just take up that space, the people that you will attract are gonna be confident. They're gonna be okay with that level. It's like they're not gonna bring you down. So don't feel like you need to like dim your light for other people. Completely step into that and make that your thing. Like. Now being a taller woman, like I love to show that off. Like I'm wearing platforms. Like I love wearing heels. Like I love wearing things that make me look like taller. I cut my hair recently. Like I have a fro now. I just love taking up that space. And even though in my classes I'm like one of the only black people, I'm obviously the only one who's like looking like I look. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't. You can put me next to like the four eleven girl in my class. I don't give a fuck. I look good as fuck. Like I'm not gonna feel like I need to shrink myself to fit in. So. We, we talked about a lot. Yeah. So for this segment, we're going to go through some Reddit questions and 
these questions are kind of personal. So get ready to get into your feelings. What is she doing? Um, all right, this is the New York Times 36 questions to fall in love. If I fall in love with one of y'all, if you fall in love with me, it's not my you problem. You want to support me? You want to support our baby? Bitch, with what? Cash. <laughs> you go off and start working. <laughs> what the hell? What? What you think? <laughs> what cash? <laughs> The bitch yours <laughs> well you got a job add more hours <laughs> all right so first question is what's the smallest thing for which you're grateful the smallest thing i'm grateful for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay uh stable housing like i feel like i've never questioned where i was gonna live mm-hmm. i think that's something that um like a domino effect in other aspects of my life so i'm very grateful to always have housing shout out to my parents shout out to multiple jobs that i worked at to support me kind of the first thing that comes to mind is just the fact that whenever i'm like whenever i feel a strong emotion i always have somebody to talk to because i know that people who don't have like a strong support system um when they feel certain things they don't really know somebody they can talk to but i feel lucky that my friends are like all in close proximity and i know i can reach out to them i can reach out to my family like anybody and i will genuinely listen to me so i'm very grateful for that i am incredibly grateful for having a car i feel like not being able to like go where i want to go (laughs) jay don't got a car (laughs) Yeah, I told my car. Y'all. She gonna be grateful for it when she gets it another time. Yeah, I'll yeah. get one eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just like being able to go where I want to go when I want to go somewhere. You know, I can do so many solo activities, and I just love taking myself on like um, solo dates. And I'm really grateful for that because I love, I love being by myself. I wouldn't call myself an introvert, but I just love that I am able to do that and. I enjoy it. So shout out my car or my mom's car because that's whose car I'm currently using. <laughs> I miss my old Honda. If you see her do. on the street, she a little busted, so you'll know her. <laughs> shout yeah. out to her. Her. And okay, so next question: Who has had the most positive impact on your life? Whew. Um. Oprah. <laughs> sure. Oprah sponsor me, please. <laughs> Please sponsor me. Please sponsor me. <laughs> okay, JK. Obviously not Oprah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'll say my sister. I really do love my sister. She's like, we're very different but similar. Um, I feel like like there's a very no judgment zone when we're together. And I feel like... Uh, it goes with all siblings, but like having to not explain any type of background, to just be able to like freely speak is so nice and beautiful. Like if I just talk about like obviously like my parents, like I mean she yeah, like she knows basically every aspect of my life. So there's no like going back and explaining. I'm just like rant, rant, rant. And she's like rant, rant, rant. And it's like very unconditional support. Like if she calls me, she's like, I need you. And I'm like, there. And same goes the way around. Like, yeah. Shout out to my sister. For real, for real. I would also say my sister, just cause, you know, she been there for all 21 years. Mm-hmm. She's basically been like a second mother. Cause like, I grew up in like a technically single parent household and so like my mom's kind of been like the dad and my sister has definitely stepped in as mom and she she holds that over my head all the time i wish she's like sugar sister sugar sister that sugar sister that bitch (laughs) if you didn't want to pay for it you didn't have to i just asked yeah but also like i don't know she's just like really great to have like emotional Someone mm-hmm. just to talk to about random shit, like you said. No background. Um, yeah. No background. And, like, I just, like, I just love having a person that I can just, like, call at any time of the day and, like, they'll pick up or they'll respond. Yeah. Or they're always calling me. Because mm-hmm. she calls, like, ten times a day. Same. My sister calls. <laughs> All of them, they'll get picked up, but. Yeah. Look. But 
talk to her once a week. Once a week. Damn, dad. She be calling. She a caller now. I think for me, um, multiple people come to mind, but just for today, I'm going to talk about my dad. I think um, my dad's just like a my dad's just a cool dude. Like I don't know what it is. He's just I feel like he has kind of made it so that. As a black person, I never feel like uncomfortable about exploring like creative outlets or exploring things that aren't like typically, um, I guess, pursued by black people. Like, literally, my dad has bonsai trees and he's really into them and like trimming them. We got a fucking whip it, like uh, my dog. Like, I have a whip it, which is like a rare. Like most people yeah. don't have whippets, and it's like it's just funny that like our family has one now because my dad. Um, also, like he's an artist. Well, he, he's. Professionally, he's a doctor, but on the side, he's an artist. He has a whole art setup in the basement. Like, he's super into that. He's super open-minded about like religion, about like just so many things. Like my tattoos, he's never said anything about them. Like my hair, he never says anything about it. Like negative. Literally, when I came home and I cut my hair and I had my fur out, he was like, "You should get blue highlights. It would look good." Aww. Like I literally just feel like my dad. I can kind of talk to him about whatever. He's not judgmental at all. Like he um, talks to me about like marijuana, about alcohol, about like experimenting with those things like i've literally he literally has like edibles and he gave them to me and it's like i feel the relationship we have just very much so like a no judgment zone mm -hmm. he's just a cool dude he's had like season tickets for the hawks for so long like i got into basketball because of him i just feel like he's really helped me explore and like become a very very like well-rounded person who like is able to interact with so many different like aspects of the world <laughs> shout out anson <laughs> shout out him <laughs> shout out him for real Hit us up with an edible if you got one. Yeah, man. If you making a, if you brewing them in your RC, yeah. Come on. What that mean? We can make edibles at your house. What's going on? Right. Ziggy running around. <laughs> Might as well. Ziggy write it obviously. <laughs> All right. Question number three. This is this little silly one. Hmm. I want to answer first. <laughs> if you're an inanimate, if you were an inanimate object, what would you be and why? I would be a tree because I do not want to move. <laughs> I don't know, so Dad. I don't know. I think I would want to move at one point, though. I feel like earthquakes. Trees, yeah, I guess you could move then. Mm -hmm. Please, earthquakes. <laughs> I'd be water. Chill. Mm, out. I think that's pretty fucking cool. Like, I can go into anything. Yeah. Come out. Literally, I can be in the fucking ocean. I can be in the sky. Yeah. I can you be on land. Also be I can be in somebody's body. Mm -hmm. I can be like I can catching be my shit. Okay, Cora. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Yeah. I think I would be. Hmm. I think I want to be a food. I just I don't know. I think being eaten. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me not. Let me not. Let me not. Let me. It's pretty intimate. <laughs> I don't think it would be. <laughs> I think it'd be like. Like you know when you like poop and you just like that feeling of pooping of like hmm i think that's how i would feel being eaten i think mm. i want to be bread i like mm. bread people like bread Everybody i can go with bread. a lot of things i'll be bread mm. breadhead shout out to sabi breadhead breadhead y'all let's get some baby on the episode <laughs> if you know What's Saw baby yeah. tag Saw baby <laughs> hey Saw baby's manager <laughs> if, if you hear this yeah <laughs> Shot, baby. <laughs> but lastly, um, we're gonna do the pill of the week. Yeah. So that's just where we give y'all a song that we've been listening to, and we hope that you enjoy it as much as we do. So, does anybody have one already? Um, my song is "Shirt" by Thought Twat. <laughs> if you know the iconic scene of. ASAP Rocky getting trampled during his concert. He was playing a Thought Taught song right before he was actually playing this very song, right before this occurrence happened. And here it is. Okay, uh, my song. I actually did a last minute change, so they don't even know, but it's Don't Worry No More by Q. Um, he's an amazing artist, and y'all should definitely check him out. And this song is like this. Oh. Oh. 
Love me some yeet, <laughs> honestly. So my song is out the way by yeet. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. here yeah. it is. Yeah. I bought a year today. Uh-huh. Penny all your life birds. Inside me like two times two of my money, bitch. All I got. Yeah. I made money, my thought, 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 but for that money, I love. Thanks guys Thank for you. tuning into this episode. Hopefully it comes out. We love your support. Yeah, thank and y'all so much. We'll see you next time. If you made it all the way to the end, like, hit me up. I got you. You get a cookie. Mm -hmm. You just gotta find me at Tech, and I'll make sure. If I gotta buy you a cookie right then and there, I do not go back on my word. I'm a real ass nigga. I will suck your toes. <laughs> Deb, you're making my <laughs> shit. Come on now. <laughs> also, we want more like engagement and interaction with y'all. So if y'all have any ideas or stuff to do, our Instagram is just the multivitamins. Go on there, literally just message us. Like we don't have a big following, so we'll definitely see your message. Yeah, we Anything you followers. want to talk about, like we want to include it. We want to hear from y'all. We want to like grow this space. And if you want to be a guest, yes. please, please let us know. We usually record on Fridays. So if you're available on Fridays and you want to be on this podcast, Hit us up. Hit us with a DM. Yeah. Yeah. You got our information. Now use it. Period. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, and make sure to take your fucking multivitamin. Yeah. <laughs>